Welcome back to this week's podcast episode. I know that I missed last week's episode, but that was for a couple of reasons. The first one being I did want my first episode back after that impromptu break to kind of sit a while so people had a chance to catch up. And then also, I knew that the topic of this podcast episode was going to jump off of last week's, or I guess two weeks ago's, the most recent podcast episode about how social media tends to silence sex workers or anyone using OnlyFans as a platform because some things have been happening these last couple of weeks and I wanted to talk about it last week but the story wasn't complete and by now I have more of a ending. Unfortunately, it did not go as planned that I wanted to share with you so that was the other reason why I wanted to wait a little bit before uploading this episode and 10 seconds in and my laptop is already about to take off to Mars. Hopefully the mic doesn't pick that up, but my laptop isn't that old. So I'm using a MacBook Pro that I bought in 2019. I got the one with the most storage, the most memory, like everything that was the highest I bought as an investment for my job with YouTube and just videos and all of that because it takes up a lot of space and memory. And you wouldn't think that two years later, not even, a year and a half later, it would kind of be falling apart. But, I mean, that's the tea on Mac products, right? Like, they're low-key kind of shitty. Um, Not all of them. I think the older generations last longer than these new ones. I have a theory that they put out weak generations of products so that you have to buy new ones sooner. Just my thoughts, but... Hopefully, you can't hear the fan of my laptop, even though I just opened it a minute ago to start recording. Uh, Anyway, it is 12.30 in the morning. I have this weird habit of liking to record podcast episodes in the middle of the night. I am so sorry to my downstairs neighbor who gets all of the juicy tea on my life in the middle of the night if he's awake. Um, And I also tend to feel more productive and creative at night. I am a night owl at heart. I was literally born in the middle of the night. I was born at 12.24 a.m., which is just minutes away from the time that I am recording this at, so I feel like I have some weird, like, instinct that I was born with where I just prefer the nighttime and I'm more active. And you know what's kind of funny is before I was born, my mom worked nights in a hospital. She was like a nurse when she was pregnant with me. So I was awake with her working these night shifts as I was developing in the womb. So I think that had some effect on me becoming a night owl. But that is why we are here in the middle of the night getting ready to record this episode. And I'm not sure what I'm going to title it yet. But as you can tell by the title, we are going to be talking about what happened to my TikTok account these last two weeks and the shitty situation that kind of occurred out of it. It really does suck. And I just can't wait to dive into that. But I also um, want to mention some things that I've been working through therapy with as well, because breaking up, which, oh my gosh, we are coming up on my one-year anniversary of this podcast, which is crazy. I should do like a big summary of something at the end of this year and talk about it. But we are coming up on a year of this podcast, and I did start this podcast initially as a dating and relationship platform to talk about my experiences, what I've learned, some stories that I had never told before on this podcast, which I did, and I'm so happy that I continue to do so. But, you know, I got to stay true to my roots, stay true to the genre that we are in, and 
continue to open up about some harder parts of my life. Um, you know, it's not always easy sharing as much as I do online, and I try to be very honest and authentic with my audience as best as I can, but there's a lot that I choose to keep private, which I think is very healthy because no matter what that boundary is, I do need that boundary with myself. This is, to put it bluntly, my profession, and so I need a personal life as well, even though my personal life is my profession, and it gets kind of in this weird murky area that is super fun to digest in therapy, and I'm so glad that I am able to be in therapy and have somebody to talk to, especially when you are working such a weird, non-traditional job. It almost feels necessary or at least very, very beneficial um, to talk to someone, even though I might feel fine and I'm safe and healthy and all of that. It's really nice to have somebody just as a third party to talk to about some things in my life because I'll be the first to say it, what I do isn't really normal and there isn't like a, a playbook as to how I'm supposed to be acting and how to structure my life and I am such a workaholic that I can really put my other needs aside. So overall, therapy has just been great, but <laughs> the reason it's still fresh in my mind is because I had a session last night, again, being such a night owl, I have therapy at 9 p.m., which works really well for my schedule and I think my therapist's schedule as well. So that's great. But I finally confessed something in therapy that is really almost embarrassing for me to admit. And I am surprised that I feel so courageous enough to begin my podcast episode with this before diving into the OnlyFans TikTok stuff that's been going on, just because I know that story is going to take the majority of the time to explain on the podcast and I just want to like remember to talk about this first but you know also to get that listener retention rate up because that's important from a business standpoint anyway though oh I recently well I guess I should start on some bright news sorry I'm a little bit I just don't know where to start and I'm nervous so I want to make sure I'm doing this right and that's why I may sound a little bit um, all over the place. But if you are listening and you are also a close friend of mine on Instagram, which is a very, very elite group, not to sound like a brat, but there's only like 30 people in it. And I'm very, very careful with that story. But anyway, you may know if you saw that close friend story that I posted, I am currently over a month sober right now. I know that might not seem like a big deal to some, and maybe to others that's something worth celebrating. To me, it is a proud moment. I wasn't expecting to be sober. It kind of came out of left field, but it was necessary with something that's been going on in my life. Um, just some health issues. I suddenly wasn't able to tolerate alcohol, so it was almost like a forced detox because of my body's reaction to it. I was just getting sick, basically. Um, and I had a hard time. I've just had stomach issues, and part of that was I couldn't tolerate alcohol. So December 26th, the day after Christmas, was the last time I drank wine or any type of drink for that matter. And since then, I am officially sober. I have no idea how long I'm going to keep this up. I've been meaning to go through a little bit of a detox, not going to lie. 2020 definitely built up such a high tolerance for me and I became somewhat dependent on looking forward to 
that glass of wine, that can of beer after a work day, and I was drinking at least two glasses, half a bottle to maybe a bottle a night, which is horrible for my wallet and my body and my health. I was getting like a... I was losing my summer body, I guess I'll say, and my face was constantly breaking out from all the sugar I was drinking. So I knew I wanted to take a break. I just didn't expect it to occur the way that it did because I felt like I didn't really have a choice, which is good. I was sick, you know, so my body didn't crave it every time I tried to drink because there were times after that day that I just mentioned, like within this last month, where I tried to have a glass of wine and I got so sick and I ended up throwing up from it. So I haven't even tried, like my taste buds don't even like it. Like it's so weird and I don't know what's going on. I didn't expect to be that open about my health either, but I felt like it was necessary to explain my soberness right now. But basically, I am one month and two days sober right now. Well, actually one month and one day. It's past midnight, so the date threw me off. But I'm a month sober and it's really exciting because I can't remember the last time that I've gone this long without drinking, which says a lot about me, unfortunately. Um, And I always felt like I was in control. But, you know, there was a part of me that felt a little bit dependent. And Tyler was even considering or suggesting that I should, you know, sober up for a bit. And I don't think I had a problem. But then again, do people that have problems ever really believe that they had a problem? I'm not sure. The last time that I think I was this sober this long might have been in 2017 when I actually went sober for seven or eight months. It was about May of 2017 when I had a horrible alcohol poisoning experience. I am not joking when I say I felt like I was going to die that night and I passed out cold, felt like giving up, and saw the light as Like, I know people won't believe me when I say that, and it's a really traumatic experience for me to try to explain, but after I recovered from that, I gave up drinking until the next year. I said just, like, at least until 2018, I'm done. So I went seven or eight months. I can't do the math right now. I think it would have been seven, no, eight. Anyway, I went the rest of 2017 sober. And that really brought me back to thinking about my past because right now, here I am one month sober wondering, wow, when was the last time I've gone this long? And it's shitty that it might have been 2017 because that's horrible that I I drink that much, you know? I'm not shaming anyone that does, but I just think for my own mental and physical health, that's not great if the last time I was a month sober might have been three years ago. I mean, who knows? Maybe it was more recent. I just can't remember. And life after your, I don't know, life in your 20s just starts to blur together. And 2020 just didn't really help my drinking habits or anyone's, I'm sure. So end of the story I'm trying to summarize here is that I'm a month sober And I started to contemplate when was the last time that I've been this sober. And I realized it might have been 2017, which took me down this rabbit hole of my life in 2017. I ended up watching a couple of my YouTube videos from that year, looking at photos, journal entries, just remembering that time, maybe what happened when I was sober and how I felt because it was a really great year of detoxing and I did feel a lot better and healthy, which 
side note, one month out for me right now, my skin is cleared up. I've lost some weight. I feel more energized. Like, oh my gosh, if you just detox for a month, your body will thank you. My skin glowing. I am so happy. But I realized something negative too that happened from being sober and it kind of bummed me out. It made me pretty sad. Um, I used to always blame whatever I was drinking that evening as the reason why I would feel certain emotions at night. So in the evenings, I would tend to miss people or miss things or regret certain decisions in my life, but I always told myself, oh, I've just had wine. Like, it's just the wine. It's just the bottle. It's whatever. Like, I've been drinking. It's just that. I'm not actually sad. I'm just crying because I've been drinking. Well, unfortunately, I am a month out since drinking, very much sober, and those feelings did not go away. So I'm kind of stuck alone in this apartment at night realizing, shit, I actually feel this way. I actually do miss this person. I actually do regret this. I actually might have made a mistake and I miss you and I still like whatever the emotion is, it's there and I don't have any more excuses because I am supposed to be thinking clearly. There's no other thing that I can blame my feelings on anymore. I just have to admit that I feel that way. And that's like the most terrifying part. So I brought this up to my therapist. um, And I'm really, really glad that she suggested that, you know, most of the time you don't actually miss that person. You miss yourself at that time in your life. So I kind of had to be really vulnerable and it's embarrassing to say because I feel like I shouldn't feel this way but you know I told her how I feel like I'm not over something or someone in my life I'm not over an ex I guess I'll just say it I there's part there's a part of me that believes I might not be over a relationship even though I feel like I should be because it's been years and I've done so many things since that you would think would get you over an ex And I didn't feel this way for the first, like, six, seven months after we broke up. I was completely fine. I don't remember exactly when I lost that anger after a breakup and entered the sadness and regretfulness, but it's been lingering, and I've just covered it up with drinking and dating and ignoring it, but now here I am, two years later, almost 26 years old, so probably almost three years later, sober, sad, alone, realizing, oh my gosh, those feelings are there and I think they're valid and I think I need to tell someone. But what's wonderful is when I finally did tell her, instead of my therapist, I don't even know, like instead of whatever, she, the first thing that she told me was most of the time you don't actually miss your ex, you just miss yourself at that time in your life. And that was the most validating, real, authentic, like helpful thing that I have ever heard from someone. Oh my gosh, I like love my therapist so much for all the things like in a healthy professional way. <laughs> Just to clarify, um there are so many things that she said since I was 17 when I started seeing her that I have copied down in my notebook because her words are so she's just so wise. Oh my gosh, I love it. But 
I think she's right. Because like I mentioned, I went down that rabbit hole of 2017 and I was looking at YouTube videos, which this ex happened to be in a lot of and photos and my journal entries and side note, like my grandmother's death was a little bit over a week ago and I have a journal that I write letters. Did I say death anniversary or just death? Oh my gosh. My <laughs> my grandmother's death anniversary. She's died. She died 11 years ago, but her day of death came up this year and I was writing in a journal that I dedicated to letters that I write to her whenever I miss her since eighth grade when she passed away. And I went to open it and I realized one of the most recent entries in there was when I was telling her about this guy that I started seeing in 2016 and how I think she would really like him. And just a few pages later, here I am at 25 on her death anniversary writing to her and my, I don't know, I just feel like all of these things are connected and that's what my therapist brought up to me is that, you know, usually when you're, like, you might not see it and it might not make sense right now, but a lot of the times these things that are you're, are bothering you, even if they seem very disconnected, are all part of something whole and are connected to one another. And I'm feeling that way and I think part of it is the soberness and thinking back to the last time I was sober and how he was there to support me. And then I don't know. I don't know if it makes sense. I don't want to ramble about this too much, but I did want to include this partially because it's on brand for my podcast. I got to stay real with you and include some dating relationship stuff that I'm going through and realizing. And who knows? Like I had no idea this would resurface and it's very embarrassing for me almost to feel this way because I feel like I shouldn't feel this way because it's been so long. I'm like, why is this happening? But I don't know. I mean, healing isn't linear and it will sneak up on you in many different forms. And so I guess being sober, it just snuck up on me like this. And now here I am. But what's really awesome is the comfort of knowing, I think I just missed something about myself at that time or that experience or that moment and not specifically him in current time, like today, but it's something about the past that I miss. So I just need to explore that more. And through therapy, I think it will help me a ton. But that happened last night and it has been heavily weighing on me today. Just a lot of the things that we discussed in therapy, you know, if you were also on my close friends list on Instagram, you know, there was something else that I confided in my therapist about who was the first adult that I ever told this to. And I don't think I'm about to admit it on this podcast because admitting it on my close friends list was a big deal beyond telling my therapist, but it felt so freeing and it kind of felt like I've been dying to say it for years and now I just broke down a barrier that I didn't even know was up. So... I feel like a new woman and here I am 20 minutes into the podcast episode. So I hope you enjoyed my little recap on therapy, (laughs) but I don't know. I just felt like sharing that because in a way this is like my audio journal and a place where I can include stories about my love life and what I'm going through and pieces of my life at the time. So right now I'm going through a little bit of a hard personal time. 
but at the same time, a really exciting moment because I'm sober and I'll stop saying that. I know it's like take a shot every time she says that, but (laughs) oh, the irony of that. Um, But I do feel like everything is kind of connected and I wanted to really include what my therapist said about missing an ex because I think that's something hopefully somebody can relate to and it might help you. So I hope it does, but I think I must just miss a part of me that was with him, but not exactly him. Anyway, I'm going to kind of recollect myself. We can take a quick break. I don't have any sponsored ads right now, but we'll see what will pop up. And then we'll get into my TikTok scandal and how that was deleted. Not once, but twice. In case you didn't know, this podcast officially has merch. If you like the Breaking Up podcast logo, then you'll love the hoodies, t-shirts, phone cases, mugs, socks, like you name it, that we have available for purchase. I felt super inspired by my creation of the logo with the hand squeezing the heart that I wanted to make some collections of merchandise, so definitely check it out. I tried really hard to design something for everyone, so there are a lot of options, colors, sizes, styles. We have pastels. We have an after dark collection of just all black with white text and logo for more of a minimal or emo vibe, which I love. Some have the logo printed small and subtle and other pieces have it in the middle. I just really tried to find something that anyone and everyone could enjoy. Definitely check it out and see for yourself. You can shop the Breaking Up merchandise at teespring.com store slash Michaela-Samantri or I know it's a lot easier to just click a link, so that will be in the podcast description as well. You can also find it on my YouTube channel as well, and even on the podcast's Instagram at breakingup underscore podcast in the description of that account. I have a coupon code for you listeners too, so if you use the code BREAKINGUP in all caps, you'll receive 15% off of your total purchase. This is another great way to show your support of the podcast. Even if you just give it a glance, I'd really appreciate it, so go check out my merch. This podcast wouldn't be made possible without listeners like you. And if you want to get more involved to help support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash Michaela and click the support button. It only takes a couple seconds, but your donation can really help sustain the future of this podcast. So if you want to support the show and get more involved, consider becoming a listener supporter today. All right. So the story of the day. Oh my gosh. I... Oh, this is so frustrating and I hate that I have to talk about it because the story, like the whole situation makes me angry and so many parts of it are not fair at all. But here we go. Here goes nothing, honestly. So if you listen to the episode that I posted right before this one, I talk about the censorship and silencing of sex workers or anybody on an OnlyFans type of platform on other social media platforms and how that can affect your social media or how a lot of apps just are not friendly about it and kind of do not like anyone that does it. So I talked about the story with Lena the Plug and Riley Reed and how they lost their Instagram accounts, even though they didn't violate any of Instagram's terms. But because of what they do outside of Instagram, Instagram took down their account, which, you know, is really messed up. And I know Instagram has all these tiny little ways around their terms and guidelines where they can say that they can delete any account for any reason. But Lena posted the story 
um, on her other Instagram account, basically being like, guys, this isn't anything new. Like, this happens to me all the time because of my work. And she talks about how YouTube demonetized some of her videos. So it does suck. And I have a follow-up to this because shortly after I uploaded that episode, I, it might have even been that night, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did this, but I posted a TikTok about how much I earned on OnlyFans in a year. I didn't use the word OnlyFans. The only things visible in this TikTok were screenshots of statements, just money. You just saw like the money statements. You didn't see anything else. And then I did like a green screen, just like pointing to it and dancing. And I used Beyonce's audio might just start an OnlyFans, like those lyrics that were replaying. I had that audio saved because months ago I saw a girl do the same thing for how much she earned on OnlyFans in a month. And I was like, ooh, this is going to be good for my one year summary. So I saved it and her video went viral and did really well. So I thought it would be fine. I made some, the only thing that I mentioned in the caption was watch my YouTube videos to learn more or something like that. So I was just promoting my YouTube channel um, and I posted it, didn't check on it all night. I was just going to let it sit so that when I woke up the next morning, I could see all the notifications. And I've kind of learned that if I don't go on the app after I post a video, it always does better than if I sit there and try to like watch it grow. And I knew it did well because when I got my account back, this is like kind of breaking the timeline, but when I got my account back later, the amount of notifications were still there, even though the video was gone. And I was like, damn, I wish I could have seen the full number. Anyway, I woke up the next morning. I was actually going to an open house because I'm (laughs) low-key house hunting, which is crazy to say. Uh, But I woke up early the next morning. It was a Saturday and I was so excited to check my TikTok I opened the app and it took me to the login screen and I tried logging in. It didn't work. Um, It popped up a little like notification saying that my account had been deleted for multiple violations of their guidelines. I was so groggy and like, what the fuck? Um, So when I went to appeal it, I didn't really take advantage of the space. I was just like, why did you delete it? I didn't violate anything. Like I didn't really say much because it was so early and I didn't realize I couldn't edit this. Anyway, I sent that in. And I felt a little bit like it was game over where I was like, shit, I just lost my account for honestly nothing. And it's so messed up because I didn't say OnlyFans. I didn't write out the word OnlyFans. It was implied because of the audio that TikTok provided. So why would they have this audio that says the words OnlyFans and so many people who have made videos off of this audio if it's not allowed? Like, I was so careful. I was completely clothed. It was very, very frustrating I ended up doing a lot of research the following week, um, basically just Googling how to get a banned TikTok account back, and I found a lot of helpful videos where this had happened to other people for various reasons, or honestly, no reason at all, and the conclusion that I came to and the thing that seemed to work best is you just have to spam TikTok until they give you back your account. This one girl that I watched... God bless her. She went above and beyond in this video that she explained like how she got back her banned TikTok account. And I did everything that she did up until a point. And I'll tell you when we get to that point. But she emailed as many emails as she could find that pertained to TikTok. And then she listed all of those. There were about eight that I ended up doing the same thing. And she wrote out this really nice, respectful, kind letter asking them to give her her account back. 
I did the same thing. She messaged TikTok on Instagram, even though she never got a response. Oh, and she never got a response from the emails either, but she did this every single day. And then on TikTok's account on Instagram, she was commenting on posts about giving her account back. Um, she was doing this all of that every single day. Nothing was really happening. So one night she ended up going onto LinkedIn and searching people that worked for TikTok off of LinkedIn and finding their personal Instagram accounts and DMing them. I didn't do this, but let me tell you, I was getting to it. Like I was right there about to try this, but basically I just kept emailing TikTok every single day and submitting appeals every single day until exactly a week later, the next Saturday, I tried it again. I tried to log into my TikTok and it worked. I was so shocked, couldn't believe it. I was in, I saw all of the notifications, um, which is where I saw like comments from my OnlyFans video up and which a lot of them were supportive, which is awesome. And then some of them called me, I mean, I expected it and I was kind of ready to just have the comment sections on TikTok be a mess. I have a feeling the people that do not agree with OnlyFans reported the video, and I think if your video gets reported a certain amount of times, they will just delete your account. I don't know. Like, it seems so intense because I really didn't violate any terms, yet the whole account was gone and there was no way really to, like, explain your side of the story, I guess. Like, I really had to harass them, like, every single day to get my account back. And here is the cherry on top. I got my account back, but you know what I didn't get back? All of my freaking videos since Musical.ly days. Like, videos that I've had on this app since 2017, 2016, they were all deleted for violating terms and guidelines. Very messed up. I could see them there, and I posted this on Instagram, so if you follow me there, you probably saw this, but I could see the videos, but they were all blacked out and said deleted for violating terms or whatever, which is very messed up, and I had a lot of great viral videos, and it was like such a great timeline of my TikTok. I don't know. It was just sad, and I tried to appeal all of them. I submitted an, ap I submitted an appeal for all of my TikTok videos, and I think this is where I poked the bear because... I was submitting all these appeals to get my videos back, all the ones that were not about... I don't really post about OnlyFans on my TikTok. It's literally all Bachelor memes or about, like, my sexuality, honestly. Like, my most recent TikTok had... It was doing so well, and it was about my sexuality, and it hit over 70,000 views overnight. I was so happy, and I felt so heard, and then to have all that taken down and taken away from me was really frustrating, but... Yeah, I tried to appeal everything and I had my TikTok back for about a day until I randomly went to open the app and I wasn't like posting anything. I was so hesitant. I was scared because I just got it back. I was not going to do anything, but I did appeal the videos. So I went to open it. I <laughs> I really just wanted my TikTok to stay informed on what's going on in the world because I felt so lost without it. Like, what were the trends? Like, I had no idea that Sabrina Carpenter and Olivia might have like worked together on their songs. Like, oh, I was missing out on intense news that I needed to be updated about if I'm doing social media for my job. So anyway, I went to open the app and suddenly I was logged out again. And I tried logging back in, did not work. They said they deleted my account again for multiple, multiplying, for um, violating multiple terms and 
of their guidelines, which I did not do. I just got my account back. The only thing that I did was try to appeal these viral videos that I've had on my TikTok for years that did not violate anything. But I think because I did that, they either saw my whole account, they either thought it was spam because I sent in like so many appeals. No one could have reported it because I didn't have content up. I have no idea, but they took it down again. So now I am without my TikTok. I just don't even believe it. And it's so weird because if there was a problem with my account and they deleted it, why would they give it back to me a week later without even questioning it, you know? And now it's gone again. So I'm back to emailing them every single day, doing everything I did before and giving it another week just to see if it still works. Because my account is still in the system. It's deleted, but my phone number still works. I try to log in and it sends me a code. So my phone number is still connected to an account. I don't know. It's very, very frustrating. And I shared all of this on my Instagram and a lot of people said that their TikToks also got deleted, which I'm so sorry. And I hope that me explaining how I got mine back might be able to help you get your accounts back. But to be blunt, this is censor- sense. Oh my gosh. Can I speak? To be blunt, this is censorship. I don't know why that word was so hard for me tonight. Um, It's censorship. It's silencing. It's TikTok not liking what I'm doing and not allowing me a platform, taking away that right that I have because it's their app. And I know they can do it and like whatever. Like, I'm just... The most frustrating part is that I have seen so many more inappropriate videos on TikTok. I have seen underage children, you know, like teenagers in nothing more than a bikini dancing incredibly sexually to songs. I have seen, honestly, a animated version of gender confirmation surgery. I don't know what side of TikTok I was on that night, but I saw like genitals and a surgery of how to turn one type of genital into another genital. Like, that seems a lot more inappropriate to me than my video about how much I've earned that's just showing screenshots of money with the audio that of Beyonce singing She Might Start an OnlyFans. Um, this one girl on Instagram sent me a screenshot of this girl that she follows on TikTok who only makes TikToks about OnlyFans. And she says the full word and she writes out OnlyFans in text and she's viral and she has so many followers and her videos stay up. How? I have no idea. Not to mention she's in like lace and lingerie. So she's like promoting her OnlyFans, giving tips about how to be successful and has so many likes and follows. How did they not delete her account? Because if anything, that is more quote unquote inappropriate than what I was doing fully clothed. It's just so not like handled properly or with any type of structure. It's very random. It's targeted. It's any type of like, oh, OnlyFans gone, deleted, but not looking into it. What if I was like against OnlyFans and I was making a video about why it's horrible and then I got my account deleted? Would they even know? Or is it just because I say the word OnlyFans that I'm gone and done for? And it's so frustrating because they say that they deleted that video for adult nudity and sexual content. When I got my account back, I could see under the deleted video why it was deleted. I was fully clothed. There is no adult nudity at all. And sexual content, not at all. Like maybe OnlyFans as a website has that connotation, but that doesn't necessarily mean that what I am doing on my OnlyFans is sexual content because it was never specified. I could totally be like some psychic that's using OnlyFans to 
do readings or I don't know, just like any types of fetishes or anything, like it doesn't necessarily mean that it's sexual activity. So that is very frustrating. And because the whole incident with Lena and Riley was just a couple days before this happened, I totally just felt the the silencing of it because that's at the end of the day, that's exactly what it is. And it's totally unfair and it sucks that these social media platforms for the most part are just so backwards still and old-fashioned and not friendly with this. Like, who the crap cares, you know? I'm not doing it on your platform. Who cares if I'm doing it on another one? Like, that's my choice. It's just, like, I don't know. That's all I really have to say. It's, It's frustrating. It's not properly run. It's so backwards thinking still that people are still against this because if anything, like, we have entered the age of Aquarius, we need to start being more creative and supportive and forward thinking and just support one another. And, you know, it's after 2020, people had to get creative with making money. You shouldn't be shaming someone for their choice. And if they're successful, it should be great. And luckily, a lot of the comments that I got on this deleted TikTok were people saying supportive things like, you go girl, or that's amazing, or I, like, hope to do this someday, you know? And it sucks that there are people that are jealous or like annoyed by it or hate what I do that tear me down and can report it and hurt me at the end of the day. And it was really important as a content creator to build up my TikTok brand because TikTok was such a a up and coming easy way to gain an audience and I was trying to take advantage of that and it was working. So to lose that it really does suck. And I was trying to get onto the TikTok creators fund once I hit 10k on there so that I could start earning money off of TikTok, but now I'm just waiting for the next big thing to come. It might be Clubhouse, who knows, but whatever the new app is, I just have to get on it quick and try to make that work because I'm done with TikTok. I, I'll i try to get it back because it's hard to live without it just so I can stay informed on like trends and what's going on and audio bites because it just, I need to know <laughs> as a content creator. And it sucks that Instagram is getting so strict with it as well and Facebook, but honestly, who uses Facebook? And Facebook is for family anyway, so I wouldn't do anything weird on there. I'm just so thankful that for the most part, YouTube still allows me to post about OnlyFans without really censoring that. And Twitter is still nice about it, but I mean, I'm banned on Tinder. I lost my Snapchat account. They deleted it and now they deleted my TikTok is it really worth it? You know, you hit these moments and these low points where it's like, what am I going to have to lose for me to realize whether or not it's worth it? Or is it worth it? Is the amount that I made in a year enough to kind of like suffice for what I've lost along the way? I don't know if I've lost friends specifically for OnlyFans, but I've definitely drifted from some people that used to be close in my life. I don't know if... I don't know. It's just, it makes you think because there are so many things that occur where you're like, damn, at what point is it going to be enough? At what point is it going to stop? Or it just makes you think. So that's what I've kind of been going through these last like two weeks, week and a half at this point. And it's really frustrating because I firmly know and believe that I didn't do anything wrong to violate TikTok's terms yet. They deleted my account and it's really hard to get a hold of a real person 
And it's just not fair when you see people that actually are posting about OnlyFans. Not like I want those videos to be deleted, but like I've seen other girls talk about it. So like, where is the censorship with them? Why was I targeted? Why does TikTok allow, like my 15 year old brother saw a man kill himself in a TikTok, yet my video is the one that gets taken down. It doesn't make any sense. It's one of the things about social media and the internet as a whole that will always frustrate me when there is guidelines or censorship like this because, you know, sex work since the dawn of its time has always been discriminated against. And I don't know if I want to use the word discriminate because that's so heavy, but I don't know another word that fits for this because a lot of people seem to have an issue with it, even if it does not concern them at all. I'm not a sex worker, but I will advocate for those that are in sex work because I see you and I validate whatever you're doing. I don't have a problem with it because you were you were providing for your family. Whatever you choose to do must empower you because it's what you're doing. And a lot of people say you can't be a feminist and support sex workers, but I say that in order, like, that feminists support, like, they have to support sex workers because it's empowering and it's taking back that power and owning your body. Like, that's, I mean, at the core of it, feminism is just equal rights between men and women, but there's so much more that goes into feminism these days. And I've always just kind of believed that you need to be able to support women no matter their choices and whatever they choose to do and that it is their body, their choice. And this applies to their profession, too. So the fact that there are still men in suits in Silicon Valley that just sit around programming apps all day, that see a woman making money online off of her banging body that she has, and they decide to delete that and like get rid of their Instagram or their TikTok or whatever it is. And it's not fair and it's not right. And it really fucking sucks that the internet hasn't really caught up yet to where we should be in society. But Whew, I had another point to make and then I went on that little sex working rant and now I can't remember, but I mean, it's, I just want to like be a voice to sex workers, I guess, and stand up for it because I hear you and I'm starting to see the effects that it can have on you online and that's not fair. Oh, I remember, I remembered what I wanted to say. So if anyone's watching The Bachelor, the most recent episode of The Bachelor, <laughs> I love that they did this. It's evil but it's wickedly brilliant. The producers brought in like five new girls into like week four of The Bachelor and the house is just turning against these new girls because they're fresh competition. And there's this rumor going around on The Bachelor in the house right now between the girls that one of the new girls is an escort back in Chicago. And the whole time this was playing out, I kept thinking, so what if she is? Like, what's the big deal? Why is that what you were choosing to take her down with? Like, even if she was an escort, like, good for you, girl. Get that coin. I bet the clientele in Chicago is amazing, yet they're using that as a rumor to hopefully get her sent home. And it's so messed up. And I think a lot of people are kind of agreeing with me online. Like, I saw a lot of tweets about it. I listened to Chatty Broads, their podcast on The Bachelor episodes, and they were even saying, like, so what if she's an escort? Why is that the issue here? So, Oh, it's just another part of this whole industry that just flippin' sucks, is that there will always be people that do not agree with it, that will try to tear you down, that will try to destroy what you've built, and you have to find ways to rebuild and 
ignore it. And I have very thick skin. I know a lot of people think that I do porn because I have an OnlyFans and maybe that does like by definition mean that I do. I don't know. I don't care. But the fact that people are still out there so angry with this is what is such a problem that the fact that my completely fine did not violate anything TikTok account is gone just irks me to my core because I did not deserve this. Sure, maybe if I posted something that actually violated terms, I would understand. But the fact that I didn't, the fact that there are other girls posting similar content to what I was posting and they're fine and everything I already listened or listed off is up there, that's frustrating because now it feels it it feels personal. It feels targeted. It's oh, she brought up OnlyFans, delete. There is nothing wrong with OnlyFans. Some people agree, or not even agree, but like some people are for it. Some people, like, I guess I'm getting all stuttery now, so I know it's time to end this episode soon. But when I first started my account, one of the most common things that I got as feedback from my friends in my real life was, first of all, support. But then also, if they weren't kind of like in that world, they'd say something like, I could never do that, but good for you. And that's all it takes is that acknowledgement where it's like, yeah, I know I could never feel comfortable doing that, but like you go girl. And that is having support for someone that you may not agree with or just being a decent human, honestly. So let's end the podcast episode on that note and just understand that everyone has different values and even if you do not agree with somebody's choice of profession, like good for them because they're making money and they're providing and they're thriving and doing whatever. And I hope that's how you can view me if you do not agree with my social media platforms or my OnlyFans or whatever. Just you go girl, you get that coin. That's all it really takes. And that's the update on my TikTok. That's the update on my sad love life and my new sober life and my recent therapy session. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Please do not forget to give this podcast a five-star rating. Follow the Instagram account breaking up underscore podcast and follow my personal Instagram if you don't already. It's just mckk17. I feel like I can finally take a breath. I've been meaning to record this for a while now and it feels good. It's also 1.10 in the morning, so I'm going to get ready for bed, and I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye!